Hey guys, uh, welcome to the latest episode of the SaaS Sessions podcast. Today we have Shubhi on Agrawal on the show with us. Shubhi is currently the co-founder of Locobus, which is an enterprise SaaS platform for digital customer care, engagement, experience automation and analytics for B2C companies and governments. So hey Shubhi, such a pleasure to have you on the show. Same here Sunil, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me over. It's always nice to talk about our uh, journey and our learnings and uh, you know broadcast it to the larger set of people because I think there is we are I mean invariably all entrepreneurs have similar kind of stories mm-hmm. when they start. Yeah and and even though the stories are similar the learnings are always different and always new right Absolutely. that's something which I'm <laughs> which fascinates me as well. So yeah, talking about your your intro, right, and your journey. So I gave a very short introduction about you, but can you tell us more about yourself? And you know, I have seen like you've worked with great companies like UTV Software, Big Flake, Sangama, and Times Internet, and now now running a SaaS business, right, since right. 2015. So can you tell us more about yourself and like how did you like stumble into this idea of Locobus and how it got got all started for you? Sure. So I'll take you back to the time when I was actually working with these companies that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. I've always been into the space of digital. So even before VOD was a little ahead of time, because all these players that you mentioned, they were in some portion of their life cycle where they were sort of in process of putting up a a video on demand portal, much Mm -hmm. before Netflix came to India and everybody was trying to get a market share around that. So I've worked with a bunch of those players where we were trying to figure out how the whole market works and uh, the kind of content which works and how to increase the ARPUs and all of it. So we work very, very closely on understanding the business nuances and all of it. In that process, I did get introduced to a lot of people where I realized customer experience and customer journeys are an in- integral part of you know all of uh, this journey because although while you're working on the front end, the back end of these things, which nobody talks about, plays a very, very equi- like similar kind of a role where you would want to, to understand your customer better for you to go ahead and reach out to them in a relevant communication, relevant manner. So from that, from that started the culmination or the genesis of this company, because mm-hmm. so we are three co-founders here. Vishal, who is my other uh, co-founder is actually married to me. We are, and we are, we have, when we, we came back to India from US, he was already working on a project and a company, which is, which is called Spatial Ideas, which was into business intelligence and inciting. And when we discussed all these things on a, literally on a hobby basis, we picked up a project where we thought, okay, let me just take a brand and plot it out because the whole, you know, the starting point of this was literally a tweet map if mm-hmm. I can tell it to you very honestly. So my other co-founder also was a part of that team where we were putting it all together. And once we put it together, it, it, it sort of came up with diff- brilliant kind of trends and charts and visualizations, which we went and talked to agency partners and mm-hmm. threw them to some brands. They liked it and they said, well, this is all great, but what about adding more channels into it? Why only Twitter? Why only, why not have, uh, LinkedIn and Facebook and uh, Instagram, all of them come into it. And right. then once we achieve that, 
they said, okay, this is great, but now if you have all of this, I would want to engage with my customers. So that is something which then we worked upon to create workflows. And that's how the overall evolution of, of uh, Locobus came about. And I think it's been like five uh, very, very fruitful and, and exciting years because, you know, literally starting from two, three people uh, team in 2015 to almost a hundred plus team now, we've come a long way and we work with the who's who of any sector that you pick up. We're working uh -huh. with the marquee brands. So, and they are all, they all have good things to say about us. And, you know, we are not very, we've not been very good with marketing. And most of the business that we've got is through word of mouth, is through people referring us to their, to their peers, to their network. And we got a lot of business because of the work that we did, because we have always believed in a merit-based, you know, company where everything happens. And for, fortunately for us, it has worked out wonders. No, that's that's a really great story, Shubhi. And, you know, it started out as a side brand or a casual project. And now it's like a big business and you you have like you know hundreds of employees working on the same vision or the same idea that you had back in 2015 so really great to know uh, that so how was your experience in you know starting up so if you if you travel back back in 2015 so how did you start how did you get your first 10 20 30 customers in india you you said you picked a brand so what was that brand and that that was the first one then how did you go about getting the second one and the third one and then so on so it is very interesting because like I was mentioning in my previous uh, question, when we started, we did not actually think about a brand or think about a sector or think about that, okay, these are my wish list and these are, this is where I need to be. We had, we had friends and network colleagues who were working in agencies and that's how mm -hmm. we went to them. Once they looked at our platform, they were the ones who actually handholded and they have a, played a very, very pivotal role in creating the initial direction of the product from uh -huh. that aspect. And they were the ones who actually took us to the first client. I'm very proud to say that that client is still working with us for all these years. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we, that's another thing with which we've been able to achieve. We work with our clients like a technology partner. So maybe we started with a certain portion of the customer experience journey, which we went ahead and sort of uh, improvised for them. But from there, it, it's not, it's just a way in. It never is like, okay, you go ahead, you do that problem solving and you come out. It's always been that, okay, so what is it that you're doing next? What are your challenges? And having that dialogue with the uh, brands on an ongoing basis, mm -hmm. which is what kept us very, very, you know, involved. And we almost have a 95% customer retention rate. So oh, that's, that's really great. certain cases... Uh, thank you so much. In certain cases, what happens is the clients love the product so much that say, for example, so usually what happens in this digital marketing space, there are agencies who have products and uh, there are agencies uh, who have services and there are, there are a bunch of other things which happen when, when we talk about digital marketing as a space itself. Customer experience and ORM and what we do is a small portion of the overall thing. So many brands like to have single spot where the agencies are the ones who are running the show and they just want uh, ORM to be done by a certain platform. Mm -hmm. uh, if Locobuzz is the platform of choice for them, 
then they go ahead and have the agency work onto our platform and we get many references because of the clients that we have worked with because the agencies then uh, adopt us and then take us through various other opportunities they have at hand so uh-huh. that way it's it's very organic and kind of like ambi model i don't know you can compare <laughs> it equally like that. yeah in, no in, that's interesting uh, 95% retention rate i mean that's that's amazing as well so i believe that did help you in figuring out your product market fit like you know yes. very quickly because you mentioned that you know your earliest uh, customers are still working with you so that would be about 5 5 and a half years they're still with you right so what was the inf- like you know turning point for you to think that you know hey this is this is a product which we can you know package and sell now we we start selling right as you mentioned like in, in the first you're building this product and you're giving it to your network to use and just get an idea of how they are interacting with the product how they are engaging yeah. with the product but then at some point you would have realized that you know hey these are these are the people who are coming back to to you with new ideas or with new feature requests and yeah. uh, they're saying that you know it's helping them with making their job easier or doing their job better so when was the point that you guys decided this is a product we should build a company around it and we should start selling and we should start scaling up this particular product so, so how was uh, that point yeah okay okay i will answer this a little differently so this whole thing did not happen in 2015 this work yeah, yeah. that we have done with the with the client with our first client happened a little a few months before that huh. with the successful adoption of the product in the first clients and from there the agency when they saw that there this was this happened to be the largest client of that agency got so it. when the agency got a perfect use case where you know we did not have to prove anything to them but the it was directly coming from the horse's mouth they were seeing the establishments and the achievements and the success stories on a daily basis the the decision for that agency to partner with us for uh, catering to such requirements became very quick and fortunately for us this agency is also very big the agency is interactive avenues and interactive avenues then uh, sort of took us to various other clients that they had uh-huh. at that point in time and i think from there the adoption and you know it became very fast so for us to take a call it literally took few months not years together because we knew that there is a merit into it and uh-huh. we saw successful adoption not only by the end client but also proliferation of the product and successful adoption directly through agencies as well so mm-hmm. we saw that there is a clear uh, opportunity because it's a value add and it's a win win situation mm-hmm. for the end customer for us as a platform provider for agency as a user and the service provider everybody uh-huh. has something to add into it and and sort of make it a success for the end client so that's when we sort of uh, realized that we have to keep it as a separate entity and run like a completely different entity by the name of the platform which we had called locobuzz and that's how we named the company as well as locobuzz so that's when the genesis of the whole, whole idea and a company started and we decided that we will make it a complete so my other company which which we had started off was a completely um, different entity into e governance and all of it so mm-hmm. it had literally no relationship with this so we decided to keep that separate and this separate 
that's that's great and and then how did how did you guys go about like you know hiring your first first few people in in you know in india and like what were like how because when whenever a startup hires their first few people it's more yeah. of like an extended family and it's you don't have a company at the very beginning you're re- just yeah. reaching maybe not even product market fit in many cases and and you have to hire or you have to sell your dream or you have to sell your company to these people first right who are your employees so how did you go about hiring the first like let's say 10 or 15 people and what so, roles were those majorly yeah we we have always been a very technocratic company not a selling company i think early on we realized that we are the best salesmen for our product uh-huh. uh, because this is our dream like you rightly mentioned and this is something i want to send it to the end customer right but not too much to my i needed i we need we realized that we needed people to help us develop this faster uh-huh. and enrich it faster so the whole the whole intent and the whole effort at that point of time was done to ensure that we have a very strong tech team got it and we created a core team obviously it became the core team because they've been there since the very beginning mm-hmm. we created a team who uh, shared our passion who shared our our enthusiasm and you know who saw things the way we did so we we initially just did everything around creating it's a product company it has to be driven by a meritorious product and the product has to be the best because it will do the selling because i can have the best sales person if my product does not have what it is needed then it is of no use so we realized that we are we were good at selling but we mm-hmm. needed people to build it so then we hired accordingly and most of the people at that time came by network of network so friends and friends and friends of friends so i think i would say second or third or fourth degree contacts who knew some who we knew through somebody we did not advertise on any platform it was very like word of mouth as mm-hmm. well so we knew somebody through somebody and that's how we initially sort of took this forward makes sense that's really interesting and i believe you you haven't raised any outside funding not yet no so like building a bootstrap business in india then right so how did you decide on staying bootstrapped like you didn't go out and look for funding because maybe your your funding for the company was coming from your customers directly or yes. you know or you did approach vcs but it didn't work out or it was not not great deals that were happening or the vcs reached out to you as well and you know you didn't want to go so how was like you know building a bootstrap business in india right so how how did you go about deciding that you want to stay bootstrapped or was it a calculated decision or was it just happened that you never required any round of funding so very interesting and very tough question i must say <laughs> uh, because i'll tell you we did we did go for that but we were always we would take two steps but one step back because always it comes with a big you know um, uh, it's a, yeah it's definitely a risk uh, factor and then you you're and you lose your... on the decision making power which always put us in very uncomfortable like we were not comfortable with that so we realized that that was not a good time to do it so we right. and we had some some people who said that okay once you reach like a 1 million or a 2 million dollar mark on mm-hmm. the top line then you go ahead and do it then it will make more sense because now you've created a value and you have a proven use case so we realized that 
since everything is working out as we have decided uh, like anyways we are sailing through all of this so might as well not do it now but explore it when you can get a full potential of it totally no that that makes sense it's all always it's been said like you should raise uh, money or you should raise funds when you don't need it uh, so Correct. that you can only use it for isn't that the and... case everywhere because <laughs> the banks give you money when you don't need it because they, you have to show enough and more substance to say i don't need your money <laughs> yeah totally cool and then like what are like a few challenges that you faced in terms of scaling up or in terms of doing your gtm in india so what what are those i think uh, one of the things that we did not do too much was marketing and creating awareness about us Mm-hmm. so while it was great at that point in time and it it worked fine the initial years we are seeing the impact of it because like i said i mean people of who use our product and their network knows about us but it's not like a not like a lot of people know about us we are fixing that now by having uh, a proper marketing strategy and a pro- proper marketing plan nice. around it but initially that was not that was not the the intent or the bent of mine and partly it's because i think as technocrats people are very and product companies are very inward facing and we did uh-huh. not have i guess any mentor or anybody in 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 our realm of things to advise us against that so mm-hmm. we did what we felt was right and maybe not the best decision yeah definitely but it's never too late right you guys exactly. did what you could and you know even even then you raised or you know you created this amazing business and and then now you have finally re- realized that you know you guys need marketing and you guys need to you know have enough fuel in the engine so that you know you can get the escape velocity as well right Correct. so you can grow and you can have currently you guys are selling in india only right and not not yes. outside Yeah. So that's that's another thing that we want to go ahead and you know invest in is creating a marketplace outside or creating a team outside India so that we can have footprint which is outside India as well. Currently most of our conversations and most of our clientels are in India. Apart from India we are present in Sri Lanka, we present in Japan, we present in uh, Dubai, we have some clients. we have conversations going on with certain clients which are outside india but now there is definitely a full full blown effort to go ahead and explore and conquer those markets as well that's nice and and then talking about this particular year right before we move on to the lightning round just want to know like how did covid impacted uh, locobuzz and not not only in terms of like revenue or not only in terms of sales or something but but in general like what were the things that you guys learned also because uh, there are many things that you know covid has been doing differently for different companies so how like how how did it impact locobus and you know what were the key learnings uh, that you guys had in in let's say in the past 6 months so covid when it happened we really thought that it will all go away in probably 2 months or 3 months maximum a quarter yeah. <laughs> is what we thought yeah. so in fact we had closed our office even before the government announced the lockdown so uh-huh. we had in told all our uh, employees to go ahead and start working from home and not worry about coming to work i think mid of march itself before mm-hmm. 10th of march or 12th of march was the date 
good thing that happened because of that is when the lockdown happened we were already ready with ensuring that we have a working setup at home got it mm-hmm. so right from bandwidth network to even small simple things like three pig uh, plug chargers and extension cords and everything people had set it up they were ready mm-hmm. and what impressed me the most is the way the team showed resilience and they came together as if it's like it was it was remarkable mm-hmm. i don't have words for it i mean i feel so proud of of my team about that that it really we always used to have these conversations that we want to have remote teams and all of it but all most of our teams are actually working in bombay because we had you know difference of opinion when it came to having remote teams but we have sales team which is operating outside different cities but this showed us that all those reservations were of were of absolutely no consequence the teams are like the team is very young very dynamic and their their intent is is similar to what we ours is they are passionate about the product they feel what we feel and like i said i mean the minute uh, we left it off and we said well the boat is needs your help they were all uh, hands on the on the boards and that was really remarkable so right from the orm executives who require like long hours to my development team to my sales team nothing has changed in fact we are seeing lot more strategic inputs from them to improve the tool to improve the team dynamics to to people have worked out like a lot of things which are softer elements which otherwise there is no time to sort of you know look at this situation has given us a chance to stop and think and and see what it is that we need in long term and how do we go about doing that so that ways it has worked wonders from a uh, revenue impact obviously there has been impact because there are certain sectors which are hit so badly and some of them were working with us mm-hmm. we had to either let them go or we had to give them deeply discounted rates but now as things are continuing we have more than made up for what we lost so nice. it's at least that where we started it's not less than that mm-hmm. and i think the way if we continue the way we are continuing we should be able to see growth and quick growth and success stories which will add to our top lines very very quickly now well that's really great congrats on you know coming back from covid so awesome so let's let's quickly move on to the lightning round like i have three questions uh, for you which you have to answer quickly that's why the lightning round <laughs> yeah so first one what do you know about your work now that you wish you would have known when you first started yes marketing is very important <laughs> i think you answered that before <laughs> but yeah that's great so second one like what did your biggest professional failure teach you yeah so it's always there is always a learning into every failure there are there there are instances where you know you may not win a pitch because there is certain features which are not available in your in your tool or a platform there are situations where you think that you your product is great and everybody will love it but somebody will come back with a solution or a, an input which is not there so we have always always taken these things into our stride and that is what uh-huh. has made us very very thick skinned and flexible and we are like it, it there has been a lot of failures but every failure we have taken up by saying that okay this is a chance for me to go ahead and introduce this feature for example or this functionality or give totally. that flexibility into the platform so that the user can go ahead and do that so 
we have evolved and the platform has become the way it has become because of the inputs and we, because of the way we have been listening and learning from our own uh, mistakes. That's really great. And then the last one, right? Like what's the number, number one thing that has helped you shorten your learning curve? Lot of conversation with the end clients, lots. Because if I do a brainstorming session with my team, I will get an instant responses and all of it. But that may or may not, like you said, the go-to market and adoption and all of it, there's a cycle which is very long because it, it may or may not work. But when I'm talking to my buyer, they know what they want to buy, right? So exactly. if I make something that they want to buy, then um, my product is already sold even before it is actually released. Great. And so that's what has helped us. Buyers. Then you just have to find similar buyers. Correct. Absolutely. That's really great. So yeah, thanks a lot, Shubhi, like, you know, coming and uh, sharing all this insight, sharing your story with us. Definitely a lot of learnings there for me personally as well. And to anyone who's listening to this particular episode. So uh, yeah, once again, thanks a lot for taking time and coming on the show. Thank you so much. It was really nice for, for, for me to be here. Like mm -hmm. I said, it's always uh, a pleasure to talk to to you and you know people who are keen to know what it has been our journey like and if yeah. there are things that I can share I would be always I mean I'm always happy to share those learnings because where I where we are today and where we are looking back you know there are a few things which we can share with the with entrepreneurs who are starting their journey so that they don't make the same kind of mistakes totally so, 